0: Hello and welcome to the Rev it Up podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, I got the awesome, amazing Derek Mildred with me today, uh, Australian and international LinkedIn coach. And uh, super exciting uh, to have him with me today. And um, so, Derek, uh, just before we get started, just so people don't have to wait all the way to the end, what's some good ways for people to get a hold of you and uh, and make a connection with you?
1: Hi, Jess. Thank you very much for inviting me to be part of your interview today. It's a pleasure to be here. And, um, yeah, people can reach out to me via my LinkedIn profile. That's probably the easiest way. Just send me a request to connect or an email. And uh, happy to talk further happy
0: to help excellent and we'll make sure we have a link in the in the in the uh, post as well with that so one thing I got excited about is I saw on your profile that you are a third dan um, sensei Yes I thought that was and, really awesome i like I love the martial arts i I'm, I'm only a I think a purple belt or something right now in my current art, art but uh, it used to be in uh, something that's called Amrajitsu, which was similar to uh, uh, Jiu Jitsu and uh, Hapkido and Taekwondo mixed together. Um, mm-hmm. Just in straight up regular, you know, AT karate or uh, something like that. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit of how you got into that and how you stuck through it. That's a lot of hard work to get up to a, a black belt, and much less a third degree.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I started uh, my journey in Kokushin Karate about 22 years ago. And um, I normally in Kokushin, it, it takes minimum five years to get through to your first black belt. And I remember when I first started training and, and about six months later, I, I watched my first black belt grading. Um, or, and I remember seeing one particular person going for his black belt two people actually, and they had to do 40 by two minute fights. And I was watching this and I thought, Oh my God, how am I going to do that? Because obviously when you start, you think, okay, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to stick with it. And I'd like to go all the way through to, to black belt. And it's a full contact style of karate. So we don't wear any pads. It's, it's real. We land punches, we land kicks and, and all the rest of it. And um, I remember thinking, how on earth am I going to do that? And so then when my time came years later, And it turned out to be seven years later when I was invited to grade for my uh, first level black belt, my showdown. Um, Like everybody else who'd done it before me, I was extremely nervous, but I didn't give up and just kept on pushing and eventually got through those 40 fights. And it turned out to be literally one of the best days in my life, because what it's all about is not demonstrating that you can fight against 40 people one after the other after the other. Uh, Many of them are black belts themselves it's it's all about raising your own personal bar okay to another level and um, your first black belt grading is is the hardest and then your second dan your third dan because you've done it before you're not as nervous and so you have a different mindset Mm. and that's what's interesting with a lot of things in life if you haven't done something before sometimes things can be very daunting until you have pushed yourself to get through that And then you realize that you've raised that bar. Then you realize exactly what you're capable of. And so when you do it again and again, after that, you have a different mindset over it. That different mindset allows you to perform even better. And um, that's why I kept on going through with it all the way through to third down sensei, which is what I actually am now.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, um, I don't know, it must be like four or five months ago. I I did a hook kick and I tore a tendon in my uh, ankle. And so I have uh, have had to kind of step back for a little while now. But um, but the the one thing I noticed what you said is about all the overcoming you had to do and the discipline and the hard work. And um, I bet that translates a lot into what you do for your uh, your business. Is that
1: absolutely absolutely? Um, I think one of the things that it opened up for for me in in my martial arts. Part of my life, but also in my professional part of my life, is if other people can do it, then so can I. Mm. And and that's the key. And these days we live in an, an information age. We have information available to us very quickly, vast amounts of information, literally at the touch of a keyboard, at the tips of our fingertips and so you can see other people getting results out there you can see other people doing things and in some cases you can figure out what they're doing in other cases you have to look a little bit deeper but it's it's amazing that once you've got that mindset what you can actually do especially when it comes to helping people when you figure out okay this is what we can do let's make sure they get some results
0: absolutely well, fantastic so tell us a little bit about um, kind of the Obviously, you're the link, a LinkedIn genius as well. Um, I know we can overlap there. Um, and, uh, but, uh, and I noticed uh, you're ahead of me but in connections, so I'm a couple hundred behind, so I need to catch up. But, uh, but anyway, uh, so what are some of the things you've kind of uh, done as far as the services you offer and, and how you've really impacted people's uh, business and, um, and their profiles and whatnot? Well,
1: <clears throat> my, my journey on LinkedIn officially started way back in 2004 when I first opened up my account. Oh, wow. And um, then what literally happened is I, I did very little with it until about 2013, and a friend of mine, she described LinkedIn to me as the professional or business version of Facebook. Interesting. Maybe I better have another look at that. And so I managed to find my, my old LinkedIn login. And logged in to discover I had a lowly 207 connections, I think it was. And so then in 2013, that's when my journey really started. Back then, I was a a web designer, building websites and doing SEO. And and all of my business came through my connections on LinkedIn. And one of the things that I did in in the early days of of 2013, 14, 15, around there, was um, I wrote a lot of articles And what these articles were literally doing was basically establishing and building relationships with people. And what I found was I'd get people who would interact and like those articles and I'd get other people who just sort of read the articles and they would sit in the background and watch. And what would happen is when I got the inquiry in my inbox and would set up a call with them to talk further, naturally I would ask them, do you mind if I ask you where you heard about me from? And they'd say, oh, "I've been watching your posts, or I've been reading your articles, or something like that." I don't think you've ever commented or liked any of my articles or my posts. And they said, "No, no, we've, we've just been sitting and watching in the background." And um, but we want you to do a website for us. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what was literally happening? Uh, and this is when I discovered the potential of, of LinkedIn. What was literally happening is I was establishing, building, and nurturing. The relationship with those with my target audience my target market so that when they got in touch with me uh, um, as it turned out their minds were probably 90% made up they were going to go ahead with me to build them a website provided my pricing was within their expectations nice. and I love that it, it just made everything much much easier it, it, it really did and these were people in many cases from other parts of the company, people I've built websites for that I never even met. I just did the whole lot via a zoom call or via a phone call and
0: via LinkedIn. Wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And is there, um, is there kind of like um, I saw, I saw you have something called the results formula. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain a little bit how, what that, what that entails and, and how you use that?
1: It's basically it's um, well, for starters, it's the name of, Of one of my businesses results formula and I also have results formula social Um, results formula is basically how to use LinkedIn to connect with people within your target audience how to connect with them the right way build those relationships take the conversation to the next level so that you can basically generate some business out of it that's what the results formula is
0: fantastic and do you um, so I know there's different strategies out there and whatnot. Do you kind of like stock some of your people before you connect or do you kind of just go right for the, right for the kill? Or how do you, <laughs> <laughs> not the best way to describe um, it, but.
1: Reminds me of a couple of scenes in movies. Um... <laughs> um, no, no. I, what, what I basically do is um, first of all, I, I'm a believer that when you're building your connections, if, if you're in business, um, first of all, you want to have your profile uh, written along the lines of what's in it for them. Okay. So describe what you do, but what are the benefits to your target audience? Because when they visit your profile, you want to encourage them to want to know more about you. You want to encourage them to reach read further. All right. So to go through your profile. Um, the next thing is, I'm a firm believer in building your connections with people from your target market, your target audience. Okay. There's, there's no point having 30,000 connections if they're all from out back wherever and they're not in your target audience. If it's not going to help you in business or in life, then what's the point? Um, So first point I would suggest is build your connections within your target audience. Secondly, um, when you connect to them, really importantly, send them a personalized request to connect message. You've got up to 300 characters in there. Every one of us on LinkedIn knows when people are just hitting the connect button versus when they're sending you that personalized request to connect. So send them a personalized request to connect. Go to a little bit of effort. um, Ultimately, have a look at their profile first. See if you can find some mutual areas of interest. Okay? Um, Then when you do connect with them, Send them a thank you for connecting message and don't pitch, don't sell. I I actually believe you shouldn't even pitch or sell at any time on LinkedIn. For one reason, it's too early in the conversation.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, take the conversation to the next level by all means. Get on a phone call with them, a Skype call, a Zoom call, et cetera, or even a face-to-face meeting. Invite them to an event a seminar, a webinar, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. but don't pitch on LinkedIn because it's too early in the conversation. That's, that's my opinion of it anyway. Um, And when you think about that, when when you really consider that, um, it makes perfect sense because whenever we get a pitch inside our inbox, most of us know how we react to that. (laughs) We can't run fast enough. Um, and, And so when you start to change that uh, strategy a little bit and say, well, okay, all I've got to do is just take the conversation to the next level. It makes things much easier. Okay. Much easier. And um, what's more, it delivers much better results.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, um, in one of my presentations, I call them, I call them dogs. It's that person. As soon as you connect, it's like, Hey, you want to buy my product? You want to buy my product? You know, and they're like jumping on you like a dog, you know, and just like, "Ah." yeah. It's like whoa, back off! You know, it's kind of scary, and and so I I'm always uh, uh always have trouble hitting the okay button to connect to those people. But sometimes I've actually found that sometimes if I kind of go, you know, say hey, you know, this is a little bit over aggressive. You know, maybe we should maybe we should you know say you know can we date first uh, before I ask you, before you ask me to get married or whatever. And um, and I've actually turned a few of those people into clients, but it was kind of kind of you know. Um, interesting that, uh, sometimes the, the worst messages, um, in fact, today I was on a phone call with a guy that was, they, you know, had an automated pitch, you know, sent to me or something from somebody or something. And, and I, I reluctantly agreed to meet, talk to him. And I was like, I said, I don't know why you want to talk to me. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be a, a good fit for what you're trying to sell. And we got on the phone and after about five ten minutes, we realized that there's an overlap that he can actually, you know, you, sell part of my services on part of his package that he offers and it was like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it went from a a terrible call that was going to be very unproductive and i was mad that i even agreed to it into now um very probably a very lucrative lucrative partnership
1: (laughs) that's the other thing too it's it's a communication tool um it's a tool that you use to get the conversation started okay and it's got lots of tools within it to, to allow you or to help you to do that, for example, it's got the social media side, it's got the newsfeed, the content, um, it's got the inbox, and it's got the ability to connect with prospects or people within your target audience. Yes. It's got the messages such as your happy birthday messages, your congratulations messages, etc. It's yeah. got your company pages, your groups. There's so many different aspects of it that you can use as a, yeah. as a tool to get that conversation started. But as yeah. you say. Um, pitching on LinkedIn, it's too early in the conversation. It's like walking up to somebody you've never spoken to who you're very attracted to. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, would you like to get married? Um, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> <not gonna work.
0: laughs> Yeah. no, I totally agree. So, um, as far as like your, your um, so, so normally when you're going from the conversation to getting them on the phone call, is there like um, a good way you transition that you find works really well for you?
1: Um, Probably the the best advice that I can provide there is two things. One, ask yourself when, when somebody's going to visit your profile, what are they going to see? Okay. Mm -hmm. Are they going to see enough about you and your products or services to help them to want to know more? Okay. So how good does your profile present you and your business to them? So that that would be number one. Um, Number two would be try to have some social proof. Okay. And social proof can be recommendations or testimonials. It can be case studies. Case Mm -hmm. studies are amazing. Um, And it's very easy to put together a case study um, based on a problem that your target market might experience quite regularly or or most of your target market might uh, experience a problem that they experience the solution that you provided the results that are achieved or were achieved and culminating with a testimonial from that satisfied client. So a case study with that information in it that you can then forward to the person that you're trying to set up a call with. Okay. So you might say to them, do you mind if I send you a case study? of what we achieved for one of our other clients okay who also happens to be in your industry and so you send that case study through it's got no pricing in it because you don't want them making a price-based decision and so then what you do is you give them a week and then you follow up and you say how about we get on a call just ask to
0: get on a call that seems pretty simple it is I don't know how to turn off this. Uh, these I keep getting these notifications on my computer, I'm, uh, and I can't figure out how to shut them off. I thought I shut them off twice, and they keep popping up. So I'm not sure what I do. So, so they're getting a lot of uh, extra bonus content uh, accidentally here. So sorry about that. You probably hear the beeps and stuff. Sorry. Um, so I'll have to before my next one. I'll have to figure out how to shut that off completely. So
1: not a problem. Not a problem. By the way, you so, can edit that out, out very easily with.
0: That, I can. Uh, oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> um all right so question for you I saw that you're part of the Global Goodwill Ambassadors Yes I have talked to that uh I think it's Richard the de Richard DePilla. Yeah yeah I've talked to him before he's seen, he's got like like a, almost a million subscribers on Facebook or sorry LinkedIn and uh and then Lisa Jones she's like uh yes. lieutenant governor or whatever a leadership advisor I guess is what her title is she yeah. lives like a few like like a couple miles from my house and we Fantastic. we almost made it to panera but it was like right when i think corona, corona just was starting and so we didn't get together um but uh so i so i have a uh, outstanding uh uh invite to have coffee with her but but it seems like a really cool organization um have you um so so have you had uh some good success with that organization and working with them
1: a- absolutely they're, they're both wonderful people and it's it's basically it's a genuine organization that's all about helping people and recognizing those who help others okay that's that's the best way i can describe it and it's it's um grown internationally to extraordinary levels and um yeah they are both extremely good and and extremely professional at, at everything that they do okay
0: very cool and so very cool excellent well um thank you. I got I got some I got some uh, hand delivered uh, chocolate covered almonds. Nice. <laughs> so that's uh the the bonus of, of working at home so you get to get the treats once in a while. Um so so tell me a little bit um if you're a person just getting started on LinkedIn um and I saw you also do some stuff with Facebook and so obviously mm-hmm some sort of overlap where you kind of do some cross marketing or something. Um, What would be like your couple suggestions? I mean, obviously we talked about optimizing the profile and stuff like that. Um, Like, is there a couple like quick tips that like a quick, like I like a quick start tips or something you'd give those, those new people?
1: Sure. Um, First of all, I I get, clients and and people who ask me what's the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook and which one should I use? Mm. And the answer is really simple. LinkedIn is primarily for B2B business to business. Facebook is really good for business to consumer or B2C. Okay. Um, so depending on who your target audience is, who do you want to reach helps define which of those two platforms might be more suitable to someone's business products or services. Um, the other thing, too, to consider is, okay, what are people's objectives? Sure, everybody wants to generate more business, but how do they want to go about doing that? What's their product? What's their service, et cetera, that they're they're offering or selling or providing? Um, so those would be keys that I would look at there. Uh, yes, we do a lot of stuff on Facebook. We do a lot of stuff on on LinkedIn. Um, there is some crossover there with some particular industries. There are other industries that are more suited to one and versus being more suited to the other. It literally comes down to people's objectives. Um, Facebook, LinkedIn, if you're listening, um, Facebook is the most targeted advertising platform on the planet bar none. Um, but LinkedIn has the potential to match that. They're not quite there yet, but they could be very soon. And I hope to God they do um, because they, they will just explode. If nah. when they do their advertising part of their platform, it's getting better and better as time goes by. Um, so that will be great to see LinkedIn. Hello. Um, <laughs> Are you listening? <laughs> yes. Jeff Wiener. Um, <laughs> but um Yeah, they're both fantastic platforms. I describe LinkedIn as literally being the world's largest database of businesses, their owners, and their employees. And when you think about that, that's exactly what it is. Um, So I, I guess the key to it is don't sell on either of the platforms. Focus on adding value and establishing, building, and nurturing relationships. And the reason I say that is over the years, we've all been sold to, we've all had the high pressure sales tactics experience at one time or another. And guess what? We're all fed up with it. <laughs> we all dislike it intently. Okay. Whereas if somebody adds value and builds a relationship with us, what happens? We warm to it. Yeah. And so that's the angle that, that I talk about
0: yeah and and one and one thing i i talk about quite a bit is um, the power of linkedin is getting people off of linkedin and yeah. it kind of sounds weird but um, but you know getting getting to a phone call or or having a conversation you know building a relationship um, have you found any methods that you that work really well to other than just phone calls to get people into like a sales funnel or a market you know some other is or is pretty much the phone call your your go to or <coughs> What do you recommend there?
1: Um, LinkedIn has its own sales funnel. It's called Sales Navigator.
0: True.
1: Okay. I, I describe Sales Navigator as LinkedIn's own sales funnel. And the, the reason I say that is, is um, Sales Navigator, is, as you know, Jess, is a subscription. It's the next level above premium. Yep. And what it, it actually gives you a separate website, even though it's owned by LinkedIn. It's got its, a separate news feed that you can populate with content from just your leads. Mm. So that in itself is is pretty impressive. Um, So then you can, it's very easy to interact with their content to start to establish, build and nurture that relationship with them. Um, You can narrow down your targeting with sales navigator to the types of companies who fit your, your target market, your target audience, quite significantly extremely well and you can just interact with those particular companies or the people with them that you within them that you want to interact with so you can build those relationships then you can reach out connect further build that relationship and then take the conversation to the next level
0: absolutely yeah i i i think it's definitely worth the money to upgrade um, if you're serious if you know if you're if you have a product that's you know really low priced or something it, you know it may not be worth it I, I guess i I tell people sometimes, depending on but it it's still might be worth it, depending on you know what you're selling but um but if you if you can afford the seventy bucks it's definitely definitely worth
1: absolutely. it absolutely um, absolutely yeah.
0: because you can make lists and you can uh, you know do all kinds of stuff um, i know recruit, there's a recruiter level that's totally different where you can actually send out mass you know to certain requirements and stuff but that's really expensive. Um, I want to say it's like maybe a thousand bucks or something. I don't know, but it's, it's for recruiters specifically. So I don't usually recommend anybody go there unless they're running a recruiting or organization. But, um, but as far as, um, the, uh, the navigator, it's, it's just a game changer. Uh, really. It, it is.
1: It, it is. It's a gold mine. It's yeah. a goldmine. It's, it's, I describe it as LinkedIn's own sales funnel and it's, it's, it's an absolute, um, it's a gold mine. Yeah.
0: And I find the higher up, I don't know what if you call it the food chain or what do you want to call it, but the higher up level people like the, you know, the Bill Gates and the, you know, and the uh, Jeffrey Weiner and, 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 you know, who, you know, whoever, Jeff Bezos, whatever. Um, those people are really hard to get, you know, get to, but with Gator, mm-hmm. you can at least, you know, see like when things are happening or their companies are in the news or, you know, there's an article about them and then you can, you know, go to that post and and comment and tag the you know whoever you're trying to get a hold of that you can't get to, but you do that enough. Sometimes you know, I, you know, I, I've gotten connected to I think four or five billionaires through LinkedIn and 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 you know lots and lots of CEOs just by you know kind of being there and being visible and and track you know and that's where the stocking, I was kind of joking about earlier a little bit maybe, but you know like with when the, with with the higher up they're harder you know you know if it's it's a guy that you know is a local doctor or something you know we send him an invite and usually they'll connect but the guy uh the ceo where he's got you know 235,000 followers on on linkedin he's just not going to talk to you probably unless you can break through the you know gatekeeper or, or you know or whatever but um but it's amazing how you know with a little bit of effort and you know uh, the right messaging and and yeah. you can break through that barrier sometimes
1: so absolutely well tell me what was your reaction when you're
0: connected to a billionaire i was pretty pumped
1: <laughs>
0: like fantastic i was like yeah he said yes you know he hit the <laughs> he hit the accept button you know um and and so I, since then i've connected to a few others but but what was nice is i is um um i don't know if i can say i don't know i don't know are you supposed to say the people's names you're connected to i don't i always kind of wonder about the the, the decorum or, or the properness of that.
1: Um, if you're billionaires or the billionaires, I, I probably wouldn't because you might result in them getting up a, a hundred requests to connect over the next couple of days. Yeah, each. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> right. So, um, when, but, um, but he, he was involved with a nonprofit. And so I was okay. talk to him about the nonprofit, um, you know, you know, just talking about business. Um, I find a lot of times, You know they're really hard to get, but if you can find something that they're actually personally passionate about, reach out with that. um, The success rate just skyrockets. And so, for those who
1: are watching, that's as easy as going to their profile and looking for mutual areas of interest. Yeah, it could be. You might know the college or university that they went to. You might have even gone to the same college um, or the same school or the same sports that they're interested in or or the the same interests that they follow. Look for those mutual areas of interest and mention that in some of your initial conversations or comments with them.
0: And there's also Facebook, you know, kind of like what you, you talked about a little bit, but um, sometimes you can, you know, pull them up on Facebook and look at their personal profile there you know, the public, what they allow publicly anyway. And sometimes there's, there's a gold nugget, you know, or, and sometimes just Googling their name with, you know, quotations around it uh, yeah. to find that person. So you just have to be creative. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are limit themselves to what they can search on LinkedIn. Um, but there's, there's other things out there and, um, um, that you can tie into. And, and um, so I kind of, I'm, you know, some people, a lot of people, and maybe you disagree with, I I do an omnipresent approach to my marketing. You know, I'm on Facebook and and Zing and BB and, and, and all these, and, and now I'm on that new web talk where they actually they pay you to post and stuff. And, and, you know, but I, I try to do kind of a broad stroke. I don't invest a lot of time. I pick about two platforms that I really invest in um, yeah. get my name and my brand out there. And then the other ones are kind of, you know, you know, just more, more to be exposed. So people find me easier and then links them back to my main, you know, websites and stuff like that. But, um, and, and I know a lot of people are like, I only do LinkedIn and that's all I'm ever going to do. And, and that's, that might, that's great for certain things. I'm kind of into the book, you know, the book publishing world too, a little bit, Uh, we Mm put 250 books and uh, several bestsellers and and stuff like that. So, so I kind of need to be more broad stroke with my company, but, um, uh, but for a lot of people, I think just LinkedIn alone is, is a goldmine. I mean, you can,
1: it is, it is. I, mean, I, I still actually think it's in its infancy too, even though it's got 700 million followers. Yeah. <clears throat> <Me. clears throat> um, I, I still think it's in its infancy in the way that when Microsoft purchased Skype, they put it on all our desktops.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. They haven't done that with LinkedIn yet for some reason. True. I don't know why. Good point. And, and I would have thought it's been, how long is it now? Two, three years?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Two, some, it's two or three years. Um, so I, I would have thought that would be one of the first things they'll do. They'll put it on all our desktops with the next Windows upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't happened. But I think when they start doing things like that, they say they want to compete with Facebook. And they've got so much there that they can actually compete with. Yeah. Um, I think it's only a matter of time, and it's for it's going to be growing quite significantly. It has done in, incredibly well since Microsoft purchased it. Um, yeah. They've made it's not, some good changes. Hasn't quite doubled in in numbers of subscriptions, but it's it's or users, but it's not far off that. Uh, when they purchased it, I think it had about four thirty-five, four hundred and fifty million, or somewhere thereabouts, yeah. maybe five hundred million. Up that right now, it's up to seven hundred million thereabouts. Um, but yes, it's growing quite significantly. And, and the reason for that is people can see the potential of it. It's quite an extraordinary platform.
0: Very cool. And is there, um, any like resources or tools or things that you like su- to suggest that help, uh, help people with LinkedIn or I know some people, um,
1: well, let me put it to you this way. um, I'm not really a fan of automation as, as far as all your messaging is concerned. I got a,
0: yeah.
1: an automated message sent to me the other day that said, hello,
0: Marie.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that can be a problem. <laughs> and so I, re- I replied and said, oh, by the way, my name's Derek. It's not Marie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your automation's not, something, something's wrong with your settings. Yeah. Um, And I've seen that over the years many times. Um, But probably the only, there is one automated platform that I do recommend and that's called Hootsuite, okay? Mm. And that's for scheduling not all but some of your posts, okay? Um, And because unfortunately LinkedIn does not have the facility within it where you can schedule your posts, And I do know that LinkedIn is okay with Hootsuite. I've actually attended seminars put on by both of them in collaboration with each other. Um, So I I actually use Hootsuite to schedule probably 50% of my posts. Okay. Okay. And it just makes things much, much easier. Saves me a a bundle of time. Um, Other tools that I would recommend probably your, your standard tools, Um, such as snapper.com for building your banner image uh, or header image. Um, I did use Canva for many years. Then I came across snapper. Um, The thing that I like better about snapper is it allows you to download a high res image. Um, Mm. Let me just bring up some others. Of course your SSI, but I wouldn't put too much emphasis on it. Your social selling index. Yeah. it can be what's the best way to describe it you can get too caught up in it's probably the, yeah. the best way i can describe that yeah. and and um, half your
0: it seems like like the last 10% of your score all comes with, from if you subscribe to navigator or not so it's it's you know you might be the exactly using organic person doing linkedin on the planet but because you don't have sales navigator you don't you can't get your score any higher
1: um the other one, actually, there, there is one that I would recommend that people, a couple I would recommend. One is called Calendly for setting up oh, your appointments, definitely. sending a, a link out to people um, that literally allows them to go to your calendar and select a time with you that works for them. Okay, and the beautiful is that a parties, free one? Or? Um, look, I pay about $20 a month for it, but it's, it's among the, the best subscriptions that I have. And you can set it up if you only want to do appointments during certain times during the day, if you only want to make yourself available for appointments between 1 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon, for example, you can set it up to do that. Um, And you literally just send somebody a link via their inbox, via email, however you like, and they can go to your calendar and they can select a time that works for them. Um, So that's very useful. The other one would be um, Hootsuite. Um We Video for editing videos. That's we video.com. Will that do captions too? It will do captions, but you've got to do them manually. So you literally got to type them in manually. Um the best one I've used for adding captions to your videos is clipscribe.com. Okay. Okay. And not familiar with that. That will automatically add the captions for you.
0: Nice.
1: It's a very clever piece of artificial intelligence in the way that it works because you have to appreciate it's working with different, uh, accents,
0: right?
1: Okay. And so you upload your video, it will process your video. You you might've already told it that you're Australian or you're American or wherever it is that you're from. And it works with different accents and it will transcribe your video and add the captions to the bottom of your video. And it gets the, right, probably about 98, 99% of the time, but it also gives you the opportunity to go in there and check and edit any errors very cool. quickly, very easily. So very it's, nice. it's a great platform. I use that for all my videos. Um, that. what would be the next one?
0: Now is that uh, one uh, pretty, pretty, pretty inexpensive or clip scribe. <clears throat> I
1: have to bring it up. It's, I think I paid a once-off subscription for it. Okay. Um, pricing, here we go. It's got a starter at $8 a month, a pro at $12 a month, an agency at $24 a month. So it's fairly inexpensive. That's pretty, that's
0: pretty inexpensive, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's worth work. the price. Yeah. yeah, It does work extremely well. Um, probably the other one that I would recommend is a platform called BidSketch. Okay. And this is where you can actually set up your online proposals. Really? Okay. Yeah. You can, you can design any proposal that you want within BidSketch. And so let's say you're talking to somebody that you've met on LinkedIn, but they're overseas. Okay. Um, And you want to send them a proposal. You send them your BidSketch link to the proposal that you've built in BidSketch, and not only if they accept the proposal, can they digitally sign it through BidSketch. BidSketch will also send you an email every time they look at that proposal. Okay. So you get a notification that they've just looked at your proposal inside your inbox. So then you can fire an email back at them let me know if you have any questions. Did you see the part about, etc. 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 Okay. Cool. And that's for them, that's really impressive because you can imagine somebody on the other side of the world that just opened up your proposal and they read through it for the next 10 minutes. And then 12 minutes later, they're getting an email from you. Did you see the part about, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool platform.
0: I'm learning um, a lot here actually.
1: So those would, those would be the, the key ones.
0: You don't mind if I steal those, do you?
1: Not at all. Have a look.
0: <laughs> oh, very cool. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I in my um, I have one built into my um, website, but I it takes. I'm so slow at it. I don't know if it's me or the pro- program that's the problem. But but it, I swear it takes me like an hour to do a good proposal. But
1: when I was building websites for, for people, um, I I had a generic proposal that I built that I put together, which was basically the same for everybody. And then what BitSketch will do is it will personalize it to that next prospect that you want to send it out to. Okay. okay. So you just type in that prospect's details and it will edit particular parts within a proposal to be personalized towards them. And then of course you can go through it and you can further personalize different parts of the proposal as well. Okay. And then you can hmm. save it as a specific proposal towards them. Send them the link. They've got this personalized proposal that you've sent to them digitally.
0: Very cool. I'll have to look that up. That's that's pretty neat stuff. Um so uh Derek, um I've I've always I'm very impressed by what you do on LinkedIn. Um you're you're a um, person that I definitely follow a lot and I like to look at your content. Um any tips on uh you know um making your, your content, uh, get seen more. Um, obviously you do a great job of breaking it, you know, breaking up the sentences and making the pictures look nice or the videos. Um, any, any tips on how you make it look so professional and nice, uh, that would be helpful to the audience. Um,
1: if I'm doing, um, some add value or value add type content, um, some tips, ideas, advice, suggestions for LinkedIn, then what I literally do is I will shoot the video on my trusty phone. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I will upload that video to WeVideo. I will trim a couple of seconds off the start and off the end where I'm literally leaning into the phone to turn the thing on it to turn it off. Um, so I'll trim that part off. Then I will upload the video to Clipscribe and I will add the captions. In Clipscribe, I've already saved some templates. I've already gone in there and very quickly, very easily um, designed or customised my own template, which is very straightforward. Um, And so then when I add a new video to one of those templates, um, I've literally just got to add the title of the video up the top Clipscribe will automatically add the, the captions or subtitles down the bottom and i let it do its thing. I'll double check the, the, the translations or, or, or the actual subtitles and then save and it's ready to go. So awesome. that's, that's what I do with those videos. Um, although I'm a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer, I should say, in mixing it up a little bit, okay? Um, adding value is great. And it, it does exactly that. It, it helps people out. But I also like to occasionally throw in um, uh, a slightly different post, a bit of an entertaining post or a little bit of a, an interesting post or okay. whatever it might be. And I think what's important with posts is you can see the numbers, you can see the metrics, um, and it's very easy to get excited when you put up a post and you get some amazing numbers or you get some big numbers. Um, but I guess the best advice I would say is don't get too caught up in that. Um, just put up the content, try to be as consistent as possible and just enjoy it. Okay. And what literally happens is you slowly build up a following and you get more and more people that that more consistently follow you. And, um, that's, I think where the real journey lies, where real, the real journey becomes much more enjoyable.
0: Awesome. Well, good. So, um, so we're gonna wrap up here real quick, but um what um I know you said you mentioned you had some upcoming courses. Um, you know, how do the, um I know you mentioned LinkedIn is probably the best way to, to reach you. Um, but um any follow-up things or any um, yeah, but definitely tell us about your courses, what's coming up, um, and remind them how to get a hold of you.
1: Sure. Um I have a, a LinkedIn course called LinkedIn into more business. Uh, It shows people exactly how to generate more business using this amazing tool we call LinkedIn. Uh, That'll be released within the next month. And then I also have some LinkedIn and Facebook combined courses also coming out, uh, putting the finishing touches to those as we speak. And um, so more information coming about those. Uh, But feel free to reach out to me via my LinkedIn profile. Um, or interact with some of my content and just let me know you're going to send me a PM, a private message and um, feel free to reach out. That'd be great. All right.
0: And just in case, um, you know, they're uh, driving when they're listening to this. um, um, Can you, okay. So it looks like you have just one R in your name, right? Derek. spelling. Yep. And then how do you spell your last name?
1: M-I-L-D-R-E-D.
0: Perfect. So definitely, guys, um, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, Derek is a wealth of information. Follow him on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, if you can take his courses, uh, he's just a, uh, a person that I look up to as an expert. And uh, and he's got a great Australian accent. And uh, <laughs> um, But definitely check that out. So thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day. And we'll talk again soon.